Alright everybody, it is the evening now, post Ryder Cup, September 26th, Ryder Cup 2021 is in the books. In the books. This is Rich Poland. And I'm Stacy Tired Ham. <laughs> we are, we are uh, beat. We have been spending the last couple days getting up at 4.30 in the morning, getting to the golf course. Okay, we didn't get up at 4.30 today. We got up at like 6 today um, to get to the golf course. Yeah, we did walk eight miles today either, so. Uh, yeah, I don't think we walked eight miles today. Um, I checked, but we probably walked about five miles today. Um, but we saw a record-setting American victory, and, uh, and this was a, you know what, and it was a really nice day of sportsmanship. The first two days, at times, seemed a little testy. But I, you know, it was really nice at the end. The the European players, the Americans were saluting them. It is uh, so nice how the European players came out to cheer on the, uh, their their um, teammates, and they were also cheering on the um, Americans. I saw. Did you see? Uh, did, you, did you see Rory McIlroy give JT a little uh, tussing? Uh, hit on the slap on the butt with uh, water bottles. You see that? I didn't see that. that but really I saw, nice. I saw them give hugs to Zach Johnson. Yep. Uh, Zach Johnson gives hugs to Shane Lowry and uh, and Roy McIlroy. Yeah, it's really nice. Do you even see? Do, Sir, Sir do you think Hill? he could get his arms all the way around Shane Lowry? Uh, I don't know. It's a big man. Oh boy, he played uh, well today. Though. Did you see Sergio uh, accept a beer from the crowd? He did he accept a beer from the crowd? How cool was that? That like, was really cool. Cracked it open and started drinking. Um, I'm not like they didn't have enough Michelob Ultras out there. Oh my! Did they they handed Dustin Johnson? It must be a, an official sponsor. They handed him a Michelob Ultra. Uh, on the 18th, down there, yeah. on the 18th, and, and they asked him on on the uh, on the interview, "Are you glad to be drinking that?" And he's like, "Well, I'd rather be drinking something else." <laughs> and Brooks Kepka was drinking down on the 17th when he was watching. Uh, he was watching Jordan Spieth. Well, he has to drink Michelob Ultra. Ultra. He is he is contractually obliged. Yeah. So, but what a great day! Man. Weather's fantastic. Lots of good golf, and we absolutely left early. So it was really good. Rich well, we didn't leave really early. early yeah. But it was great. Great day all around. So, you know, what we did today is we showed up early, and we actually got a really nice spot on the first green. We, we sure did. Uh, really good people around us. We had some, some folks who were from Tillamook, Oregon. Tillamook, Oregon. Nice guys from Tillamook. They were there. They have been there. They got there two hours early today, they said. They got there at 8 o'clock. So they were they were pumped and ready and drinking Michelob's. Right on, right on the rail drinking their Michelob's. Four Michelob's before Good. ten o'clock, right by, by before ten fifteen. Good guys. And we met two really lovely women that were um, you know from California. From California, very very nice ladies. And it was it was kind of sad because because they came because their husband it was his sixtieth birthday present, but he has multiple sclerosis, which is a terrible disease. And so they, you know, they had sprung for some sort of pavilion ticket. So, yeah. so he was at the fifteenth, and they were walking around checking it out, which was really, really nice. It's, it's really sad, right, Rich? I mean, this poor man was a, a year as a birthday present for him, a sixtieth birthday present. They were expected to come before COVID, and then the husband was on uh, MS meds made by my company, and this doctor stopped it. His neurologist stopped it. Everyone who was on the on the medication. During COVID, stopped it because she said that if that if they were on that medicine and they got COVID, they'd be they'd be yeah they, they would make it. it. Would make it. But shouldn't somebody have a choice and say, okay, I'm just gonna you know self isolate until until this is over. I mean, you know, being the physician, or you be, know, you yeah. give people options, right? And once they're vaccinated, you know, I, I, 
they, they should be okay. Yeah. And it's sad. He went downhill from there, she says. It really went downhill, which is sad. But at least they got to make it today. They got to enjoy a win by the Americans. And she was with a, her, her, I think her best friend, yeah. whose brother was a former PGA pro. His, yeah. his name was, I, I don't remember his career, but his name was Jeff Hart. And he Jeff played Hart. on the PGA Tour and played on the Seniors Tour. Sure. Absolutely good for them. Some nice people, but and uh, there are some other nice people there. Uh, I've spoken to, we're speaking to, who are from Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. And now they lived in College Station, Texas. Yeah. Uh, there's always there's good, always nice people. Always good people at these events. But let's get to the action because I know that's what people really want to yeah. hear about. So the first hole, uh, well, let's let's talk about let's let's talk about the stuff that we saw on the first hole. Then we'll talk about all the matches. So, what was the most amazing thing that you saw on the first hole? The today? most amazing thing was Bryson DeChambeau driving it and then making eagle. It wasn't just that Bryson DeChambeau drove the first. So, two other guys drove the first essentially. Rory yeah. McIlroy yeah. and Xander Schauffele were the first team, the first guys out. They drove the first, but they drove the first by just hitting it a long way and it rolled Roy. down to the front of the green. Bryson DeChambeau drove over everything and landed a driver on the green. He did. He landed on the semi-rough and uh, right on the fringe, right? Right on the fringe and it bounced and it trickled up to about 30 feet. Yeah. And guess what? He makes the eagle putt. He makes the eagle putt. I mean, that was amazing. That was amazing. And and for all the people who were watching on television, I mean, if you hit that ball off the tee, if you hit that ball to the left, you're in a little trouble. And a lot of guys who got in that Tony Finau and uh, Colomar Kawa, they got in and they just couldn't get up and down. They, so they, were, they were done. They, you're done. On and the if you hit it to the right, there's the grandstands, there's bushes. Brooks Kepka hit it in a bush and yep. wound up losing he the did. hole. He hit it in a bush. So, I, I mean, he hit that ball probably about 350 yards on a rope. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, that was the most amazing thing. That was the thing. most amazing thing that happened on number one today. Okay, so, you know, obviously the U.S. won. That's not, you know, the U.S. was ahead 11-5 to coming into the Ryder Cup, so the Europeans would have had to win essentially 9 out of 12 matches. Well, I think uh, winning, they just they didn't just win. They, it's called the boat race and those things, right? I mean, yes. you pretty much beat them handily. It's kind of sad, actually. I felt bad. I felt a little bad for the Europeans. Well, let's go, let's go match by match. So the opening match... Rory McIlroy, who had had a terrible Ryder Cup, went out against Xander Schauffele, the Olympic gold medalist who had had a wonderful Ryder Cup, and is tough as nails. Tough as nails. And, uh, you know, when we were doing our predictions, I think we both thought Xander was going to win. I took Rory because I, I kind of felt sorry for him. Did you really take him? I, t- I took him. We have to rewind it back. Maybe you took him. Yeah. One of us took him. <laughs> yeah. One of us took him. I, yeah. I think I might have said Rory because, no, I, I'm sure you took it. I don't right? Because I think I said Sandy. I never vote against the San Diego State Aztec. Yeah, he's, he's an Aztec. Uh, but Rory, yeah. okay. the first hole which we saw, they both hit it right up. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, rolled up towards the green. Xander was maybe 10 yards short of the green. Rory was in the fringe. And they both hit great second shots to within about five feet. Um, but Rory hit his putt and Xander didn't. Very good putt, Rory. I mean, Rory doesn't make a lot of putts, but that was a great putt. And Rory basically held that lead throughout the throughout the day. It, I mean, it wasn't even close, was it? I think Xander brought it back to two. Uh, he just didn't have enough, huh? And on 14, our, our second spot of the day was on that beautiful uh, winding dogleg uh, 14th. 
Uh, Rory made a long putt on 14. Xander couldn't answer him. When Rory went back up by three on that hole. Xander had pulled it back to two on 13. Rory goes back up by three and winds up winning in, I think, three and two. Three and two. What wow. a good match. I mean, those guys played well. Xander played well. He only lost once, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, overall records, Xander was three and one, and Rory turns out to be one and three. three. Yeah. So, that was good. It was a good match. Good match. Glad Rory won. I mean, he's a good guy. He wears his hair, you know, hard on his sleeve. And then they interviewed oh, they interviewed him after the match. Uh, I think on the on the golf channel, uh, Steve's hands, and he was breaking down, crying, talking about two things. Really struck me. He talked about how this is this is he really wants to inspire young men and women to want to play the Ryder Cup or the Solheim Cup, and he goes for America and Europe. That's cool. He really cares about the uh, He is an ambassador. Remember, he didn't really want to play the Olympics. Yeah. But he did it to be an ambassador for the game. He's almost like Palmer, a modern-day Palmer, huh? Yeah. Ambassador and, for the game. And then he said, and, and you know, I've, we're podcasts, so we can say anything we want, but Rory, you know, excused himself for his language. He goes, I don't really give a shit about what I do individually. This is the most important thing to me, and I was so disappointed that I couldn't produce more for my team. Uh, but he literally said, "This is more important than the." You know, That's a good dude. He doesn't. He said, "I don't give a shit about the individual stuff. This is what I care about." Yeah. Love Roy McIlroy. Love Roy McIlroy. So first uh, class, world class. First class, world class. We love it. The second guy out was uh, Patrick Cantley against Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry actually won the first hole, uh, made a putt and won the, fir- won the first hole, and then Patrick Cantley went on a run. Uh, Shane Lowry came back late. Did he pull it within? Two? I think he just pulled it to two. two. He did on because it fourteen, right? Fourteen. Yeah. I think he pulled within two, but then it was over after that. Wasn't and then it? Shane Lowry. Yeah, I think he beat him four and three. Four, yeah. So that was the first uh, win of the day for the for for the American side. Yep. So at that point, it's twelve to uh, twelve to six. six. Twelve to six. The third match out was probably well. There were some there were some shockers today, um, but I think this was the only shocker that really mattered because the others were at the end of the end, you know, more, more toward the end. John Rom, world number one, unbeatable, unbeatable, had played so well, amazing against you know if you if you had to kind of rank the U.S. team one to twelve, twelve would be Scott Scheffler, yeah, because he was you know the fourteenth on points on points. He was the one guy out of the top twelve who Steve Stricker picked. Picked, yeah. You know, the only one in the top 12 who he left out, who he admitted was Patrick Reed. Yeah. And he brought Scotty Scheffler in. Scotty Scheffler went 1-0-1 during the team matches, playing with Bryson DeChambeau, and played well. Uh, but I don't see, I, I, I don't think that anybody foresaw him, not just beating John Rahm, but beating him decisively. <laughs> he, he really did beat him decisively. It's amazing. Won the first three holes. And I think Rahm may have ran out of gas. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I think Scheffler, I mean, he won the first three holes. He won them with birdies. And it's not taking away anything from Scheffler. I think Rom had played all, all the matches, right? I think I think Scheffler just won. I think Scheffler... Yeah. I, I, Scheffler was good. So. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Scheffler shot, you know, six under par today. Wow. Amazing. You know, because he won one with a birdie. He won two with a birdie. He won three, I believe, with a birdie. So, I mean, he was mostly winning with birdies. As, as opposed to, you know, you know surviving with bars. 
So that made it 13 to 6. The fourth match was the match that I think everybody wanted to see. It was Bryson DeChambeau against Sergio Garcia. And that's the one I was thinking. You, and, you, and you predicted it right. I thought Bryson would make mistakes and be more. Yeah. But he didn't. He didn't. It's amazing. I thought he was going to make mistakes and he won. I mean, of course, he just dropped the ball way out there. And Sergio's a long hitter. And Sergio's a long hitter. But Bryson was really into this. I, I mean, I really like Bryson. He He's really into this. I, I said this morning, he made a bit, in, in wrestling terms, he made a baby face turn. Uh, he became the, the good guy. Yeah, which is great, right? I mean, it's amazing. I'm glad he became a good guy because Kepka, I think Kepka played well. And I think he started to enjoy it more and more and play with, with Daniel Berger. I think Kepka really enjoyed it. Stricker says, Coach Stricker said that, that the team had come together to the point he said that even Bryson and Brooks said they wanted to play yeah, together. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. That's not happening. Yeah. But that was great. I mean, that was a, that match was great. That was a, that was a great Wrong match. Team, yeah. And Sergio Garcia played, you know, really well. Yeah, Sergio played well. It's just he got beat by a better player today. So that made it 14-6. to six. Uh, And then the winning half point came in what was probably the closest match of the day that mattered, yeah. which was Victor Hovland against Colin Morikawa. And, and, you know, those are pretty much mirror image kind of players, pretty right? Pretty much. I mean, they probably played a lot of programs and a lot of college tournaments, all, all, a lot of tournaments. That's right. Yeah. Victor Hovland at, at Oklahoma State, State, he played for four years, and Colin Morikawa, he played, he four, played year, four years at four Cal. Years at Cal. Yeah, so. uh, and they went back and forth, but uh, when Colin Morikawa hit it to within two or three feet at 17, winning the hole guaranteed the U.S. a half point. That was a magic game over, right? And that was 14 and a half. Well, to his credit, Victor Hovland didn't give up. He comes back and he and he uh, wins 18, earns a half point. Uh, so at that point, it's 14 and a half to uh, six and a half. Yeah, I love that. That's great. But that's the cup because the U.S. needed to win four, and needed 14 and a half and points. So the next two matches were uh, the former bros, uh, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. Dustin Johnson against Paul Casey and Brooks Kepka against uh, your man Burnt Cheeseburger. Burnt Cheeseburger. Well, we knew where this was headed. It was close for a It was while. close. Uh, uh, on uh, 14, again, we're on 14, and Paul Casey and uh, uh, Burnt Cheeseburger, I think, won 14 to bring it close. But uh, both Kepka and Dustin Johnson then pulled ahead. And I think they both had like two and one victories. Yeah, that was great. Uh, in fact, Kepka again on 17. 17 is one of the hardest par threes on Man, you know, on the planet. Beautiful hole back there, isn't it? And Brooks Kepka almost if he he hit one that according to the announcers was inches away from being a hole in one. Wow. Could have actually, and if he had hit it at the time, it actually would have won the Ryder Cup with a hole in one. Instead, he had a tap in birdie and, and, and won it on the 17th. Yeah. Dustin Johnson won it on the 17th as well. So at that point, you're up to 16 and a half to six and a half. Wow. Wow. It's called game over. Game over, yeah. Well, uh, the Europeans then had a win. Uh, Ian Poulter. Ian Poulter. He both, I mean, he beat him pretty he well. He beat Tony Finau convincingly. He really did. I think he beat him three and two. Uh, and... Ian never Poulter. lost. Ian Poulter never lost. He tied one match against Webb Simpson in 2014. Never lost in singles. That's kind of amazing. That's amazing. Good That's job. Amazing. Good job, 
uh, and Poulter. And it's hard for Poulter to qualify, too, because before the world, I mean, you know, he it's been tough for him. I mean, over the years, it should have been tough for him to qualify yep. for this, right? Yep. So that's 14 and a half, 7 and a half. Uh, what else do we have? We had Harris English and Lee Westwood. Lee Westwood, yeah. I mean, oh, we had, before that we had we had JT just just boat raced yeah, uh, uh, Tyrell Hatton. Tyrell Hatton was never never in that. He was never. But in again, that. I think that was JT just playing well. I I think you're right. I mean, he was he was he was just a man on a mission. And he played very well. Um, and then so that gets you to seventeen and a half. Uh, Lee Westwood again. Credit to the old guy. Uh, Harris English was actually up for much of this match, but Lee Westwood again. I think he he won fourteen in front of us, and uh, they wound up going to eighteen to eighteen all square, and uh, Harris English hit his second shot into some unplayable location and just and just conceded and the Westwood match. wins and Westwood wins good for Westy he's probably his last win last he may, he's probably going to be the captain I think yeah I, I think last. there's a really good chance that Lee Westwood is the captain and we'll alright we'll probably take next week off yeah and then in two weeks I think we'll have a captain show where we talk about who we think is going to be the next captain yeah I think so I mean I think we really need to talk about this and we really need to talk about some of the guys that have been missed and is it too late for us to for them to be captains because there are a couple guys on the American side and we can talk about how this president how they're going to name Davis Love the captain when we have all these up and coming guys that need to get some experience Yeah, and, and we should use the president's cup as that launching pad or whatever you want to say for these guys to become really skilled at managing this and the process of going through setting up teams and matches so yeah, it seems like maybe Zach Johnson should have been the President's Cup. Yeah, I think you know, right. he's going to be a Ryder Cup captain. Yep. That's clear. So make him a President's Cup captain make rather than Davis Love, who's done it. Yeah, done it I mean, twice. He's been what, the Ryder Cup captain twice. What are we going to gain by having Davis Love be the uh, captain of the pre- President's Cup? I don't know. I mean, we you typically win that easily, but maybe it's going to be tougher. Maybe they, uh, the, you know, the international team is international tougher. Team's getting better now. But still, you're right. Give it to Zach Johnson or Phil Mickelson and have those guys get ready. So then we got down to the last two matches, Stacey. And we talked about how Europe just creamed the Americans twice in uh, in the 90s, uh, winning 18 18 and a half to 9 and a half. Uh, Or in the early 2000s, sorry, in the early 2000s. Once, Once in Michigan and once in Europe. And I think it was a goal of the Americans to equal, if not beat, that result of 18 and a half points. So the last two matches out on the, on the course mattered. And I know it mattered to, to Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth has yeah. never won a Ryder Cup singles match. This is his fourth Ryder Cup. It's not like his, his first rodeo. And he was playing Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood got boat raced in singles the last time as well. Yeah. Uh, so I know it mattered to both players, and they were both making bombs of putts. They both birdied 14 in front of us. They both birdied 17. Both birdied 17. So they came to 18, and we were just able to work our way up there on 18. 18 again. 17 and 18, probably just about the hardest two-hole stretch to finish a two course you could ever imagine. And the viewing's not very good for fans, spectators. No. But we were able to see, and both Fleetwood and Spieth uh, hit their balls uh, short and right about 40 feet away. 
they both lagged up to probably about five feet. It yeah. looked like it was five or six feet. Yeah. And they could have had a putting contest, but they looked at each other. Spirit, spirit of uh, competition, uh, camaraderie, they called it good. Good, good. Good, good. Have the have and loved Absolutely it. And fans that. really erupted for that, yeah. and they should have. That, that was great. That and was I was glad for Tommy Fleet. I was glad for Tommy Fleet. And I think Speech just want to have a point. <laughs> I yeah. really do, yeah. yeah. So that got the U.S. to 18. At that point, you're, you're 18 to, to uh, 9. There's one match left. And this match between Daniel Berger and Matthew Fitzpatrick had gone back and forth. Again, we saw Matthew Fitzpatrick hit one hell of a shot into 14. He was down two. He was down, oh, he was down one. Made a fantastic shot on 14 to win the hole and tie the hole. Won 15, which must have been really hard. We didn't see it. must have been really hard for Matthew Fitzpatrick. It's such a long hole. such a long hole. Uh, must have hit two fantastic shots. Won 15. Daniel Berger comes back and wins 16. Uh, the par 5, he birdies 16. 17, they both have 20-foot birdie putts. They both miss. So they come to 18, all square. If Daniel Berger, you know, if Daniel Berger wins the hole, the U.S. sets the modern record. If they have the hole, we, the U.S. still gets 18 and a half, which is fantastic. They tie. And if Matthew Fitzpatrick wins, you know, it's, it's 18 to, to 10. It's yeah. still, you know, cream. So, you know, unfortunately for Matthew Fitzpatrick, Daniel Berger's in the fairway and, and hits it, you know, about, about 30, 30, 40 feet, very safe, plays it safe. Yeah. Matthew Fitzpatrick must have had a bad lie in the rough, tries to go for the green, and goes, into, goes the, into, into, the, into the penalty area. Uh, and then all he can do, he, he hit a, essentially a fourth shot uh, that wasn't close. And conceded the match, so the U.S. winds up winning nineteen to nine. Nineteen to nine, Rich. What I mean, we didn't expect this. We expected. I mean, I have to say, we expected the U.S. to win. Expected the U.S. to win. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I expected them to win. U.S. to win, but, you know, I don't think anyone would have predicted they were going to no. win like this. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say, I think it was a great win by the Americans, great crowds. I mean, people really energetic, really into it. Uh, they're people that have never been before, a lot of first-timers, and people were really excited. So I was, I was, I, I was excited about that, you know. The venue was amazing, the people were amazing, um, you know, the food was crappy, the company is amazing. The parking was crappy. The parking was crappy. But overall, how do you rate it compared to? I'd say of our four of four. our four experiences, I'm still going to put Glen Eagles number one. I think Glen. How do you rate them? Give me your rating, one to four. Glen Eagles yep. one. Okay, and let's just, include everything. Yeah. Course, food, play, all those things for the cities as well. Uh, if you had to prove right. I, you know what I, I, it's it's hard for me to differentiate between the other three I mean Paris was absolutely fantastic you, you know I, I I can't say it doesn't affect 
me that you know not not only that the U.S. lost, but they didn't really put up a fight. They didn't really put up. A fight. I thought at Glen Eagles at least they put up a little bit they of a fight. They put up a little bit of a fight, and I'll tell you, you're right. They didn't it, it, in Paris. It was sad. It was a shame. I mean, it was a shameful performance. And I just think it's like we talked about earlier today that we have to get back to. We have to win on. We have to win on European soil to really make this a legitimate thing for this team. And and the Ryder Cup going forward, we have to win. We have to win on their soil. And are we going to do it in Rome? Who knows? We Who have knows? The, we have the horses. We have the, the horses. The U.S. has the horses. The Europeans are going to have to dig back. But well, you remember what they say? You always bet on the jockey, not the horse. <laughs> right. So we'll uh, the Europeans, you know, the, the, the inherent disadvantage that Europe has is that other than Great Britain and Ireland, there aren't really great kind of development programs for golf. It's yeah. just not a primary sport in the rest of Europe, except perhaps some places in Spain. And I think that's another show we need to do as well. You know, when we're doing preview and Ryder Cups, maybe we talk about what programs are in place and what the European, look at some of the younger European players that need to really qualify to make this team much better and competitive, right? Not just for the Europeans, you know, their younger golfers need to develop, but once they've developed, they have to develop a level of consistency. Yes. Um, you know, it just seems like other than Rom and Hovland, a lot of the promising young European golfers just kind of, you know, seem to fade away. Even guys who played in, in the Ryder Cup. Even the kid that went to Florida, what, what, Sam, what's he plays on the European Tour all the time. He played at the University of Florida. He's a great, he played college here, but he has won a couple times last year on the European, this year on the European Tour, but he doesn't even have enough points to qualify, so I don't understand that. Uh, there are some good young European golfers. Uh, we, we, we'll continue to highlight them. Uh, the the Hugards from from, yes. from Denmark, uh, Guido Migliosi Guido, from Italy, Guido Migliosi, yes, Robert McIntyre from Robert Scotland. McIntyre. But these guys have got to take a step, and I think for a lot of them, they have to come to the U.S. I think so. They have to, you know, and and, and McIntyre is coming to the U.S. You know, remember, you, you know, sometimes they won't make it. Like Beef Johnson came to the U.S. and he tried yeah, it for a year, tried, yeah. and he didn't make it. I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back. Hope he comes back, but you know you really have to prove yourself against the best competition in the world. I, I, I hope Bernd Wiesberger comes over and plays the U.S. Tour. I hope so as well. Yeah, um, seems like a, you know he has a, he has a game. He, he hits does. the ball a long way. He can putt, but you know just nothing against the European Tour, but it's it's not the same level it's not of comp competition. I mean, it's not the same. You're right. It would be you know it, you know what it's kind of like it's kind of like soccer. The best. American soccer, young American soccer players are going to play in the World Cup. These days, have to go to Europe to play. Yeah, you have you know, to go they, to Europe to play. You, you know, yeah. twenty years ago, they just kind of hung out in the MLS until they got good. Now they go to Europe before they get yeah. good. In the Sam Horsfield, that's what Sam Horsfield. Sam Horsfield, yeah. he went to University of Florida. Good player. Won twice already on the European Tour this year. But why does he have enough points to qualify? I don't know. And that's the other thing: the whole world points, European points thing. I, I think they, they need to... I think they have to come up with a new system. A new system where it's just one set of points. I think they need to get a task force. Task force, right? A pod system. <laughs> a pod system. So, uh, well, that's I think that's that's a wrap. Where's Thomas Dietrich? He's a good player. What's up with Th him? Thomas Dietrich. Thomas Peters. Thomas Peters. Thomas Dietrich. I mean, there's so many of these good players. 
those guys need to perform. And hopefully, we'll get the Spanner back again, right? Rafa Cabrera Bale. Rafa Cabrera Bale. Like, where's his game gone? So, we'll see. I think it's great, though. I mean, I'm looking forward to years to come because I think both these teams are going to obviously get better. I think the American guys have a lot to play for. The the, the six-pack, right? The six-pack's going to be around for a while. Yep. You know? I mean, you, we were questioning Harris English today, but think about the six-pack. I think it's going to be around for a while. There's, there's, a, a, there's a core of young guys yep. and. You know, unless something, you know, look, golfers can fall off the face. I mean, even Jordan Spieth yep. kind of fell off the face. Now, he's gotten his game back. I don't think he's where he was, you know, four years ago. Yep. I, I think you're right. But he got his game, he got po- a, a portion of his game back, right? I mean, part of his game back. He's starting to enjoy playing a little bit. starting more. to start enjoy, but, you know, for the U.S., I mean, you know, Will Zalatoris is coming. Will Zalatoris. Matthew knows? Wolf may be coming. May be coming, yeah. Uh, there's just there's just a uh, those are the two ones, but I think there may be some other kids that are going to. There's uh, going to be other guys who, who who come and challenge, but I mean, really, if you look at this 12 man roster and say, okay, who's not who would you bet against being there in Italy? I would the only person I would bet against being there in Italy is Harris English, and that's yeah. just because this was kind of an anomaly year for yeah, him. Yeah, it was. I mean. But you never know. I mean, at 32 years old, maybe he's hit a stride. Maybe he's ready to compete more. And with that swing, I mean, you he's just, always had a great swing, and he's yeah. become a great putter. He's become a good putter, and that's that. What that matters. So we'll see. It's well, going to be very interesting. As as hopefully as you know, as as our podcast you know develops a listenership, uh, and the years go on, because we plan to keep doing this. I mean, yeah. you know, Stacy and I here, we're brothers. We yeah. you know we we, we live. You know, to, for these trips, we really do. Uh, hopefully, as the years go on, you know, you can connect with us on Twitter and Instagram, yeah. and uh, hopefully, people who listen to this podcast will will come to the Ryder Cup. It's it's an event like no other. It's an event like no other. And uh, we'll meet up with you. We'll we'll you know get you on the podcast yeah. even. And, and Let us know where you, what you want. We want to have more guests. We want to like make it a thing. And maybe we'll get uh what's maybe we'll get a burnt cheeseburger. Uh, have Gary McCord on. Oh gosh, Colton Nost, come Colton, on, great, 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 great in the sleeve. I mean, we want to make this a good thing. We just want to pe- want people to enjoy what we've enjoyed so much. You know, we really enjoy going. There's, there's, we enjoy the competition, enjoy the matches, enjoy the crazies, the the outfits, Rich. Oh, yeah, we're never gonna dress up like that. Never gonna dress up like that. I mean, there outfits. were we was it was it yes yesterday yeah. we were by spacemen. Yeah, spacemen. Spacemen, the George Washingtons, yeah. the Uncle Sam's, the uh, presidents. Yeah, there, there were presidents there. The presidents there. There's the, there's always the guardians of the the guardians, the guardians of the Ryder Cup who are Brits and, and it's uh, amazing. I don't know how guys get into. I mean, I like it, but I don't. I mean, in, I, in Europe, in Europe, you get individual countries. You have Sp- you have Spaniards and they're you know national. There's a lot of there are a lot of Irish around. Yeah, a lot of Irish around. A lot of Irish around. Going to America, huh? Well, I think I think most of these were expats. Expats, yeah, absolutely. Um, the Swedes, they'll they'll come to the Ryder Cup. So I uh, love it. It's amazing. It's a great one of the best competitions that I think is better than President's Cup. But I think the President's Cup is going to get better. I think next year is going to be a turning Cup point. Is, for the President's the Cup. difference the difference with the President's Cup is on the international side. There's no, you know, there's no common bond between you know Canada and Mexico. And I, you know, I guess a lot of them are former British colonies. I guess that's their bond. But Japan, uh, 
Yeah. You know, you have Australia, South Africa, and Canada. I guess are all former British colonies. Yeah. But you know, then you have all of South America, all of Asia. It's just it's it's just different. It is different. You say that again, it's different. But yeah, we look forward to doing that more updates on the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup over the next couple of years. So. All right, everybody. Well, as I said, we're probably going to we're probably podcasted out for at least a week, yep. and I think we'll come back in two weeks with a discussion about the captains. Discussion yeah, about who should be the captain and who shouldn't be the captain. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Sanderson's Farm is this week, so guys, stay tuned. Look at some uh, from deep from Mississippi. Yeah, Sanderson Farm. I don't think any of the twenty-four golfers who play. You think John Rahm's going to Mississippi? I know. I'm going to call it right now. I think. Uh, Ricky Fowler should be in Mississippi. So, Ricky, if you're listening, go go to Mississippi. Go to Mississippi. And win a tournament. Does the Sanderson Farms sponsor Ricky Fowler? I mean, everybody sponsors Ricky, Ricky Fowler. Fowler. I mean, they, they, well, they could find a spot on his shirt for him, or maybe a hat out of his hat. We want Ricky Fowler back on the Ryder we Cup. Want by him the back way, on I mean, Ricky team. Fowler is young enough. He, you know, all of his buddies are on the team. All of his well, everybody Trump likes Ricky. Yeah. Everybody likes him. Ricky Fowler, but. I'd love to see Ricky Fowler back Someone on the Ryder I, I Cup team. Absolutely, I uh, want him to get his game back. Absolutely. There was, do you see? There was somebody with a with a hat that said, "Make Ricky, Ricky make, great again." Yeah, yeah, do you see that? Yeah, I saw the guy. It was a cool hat. Yeah, make Ricky great again. It was a great hat. I kind of wish Ricky had been. Although that would have been kind of sad I mean, if he had seen sad, that. Yeah. I don't know if he would have liked that. Yeah, well, I'm sure he would like it, but it's kind of true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't want to make Bubba great again. No, we don't want Bubba. Bubba, Bubba ever going to be a captain? You know. He's I mean, won two majors, and he's played in a bunch of Ryder Cups. And President's Cups. And, now and President's was, Cups. Well, maybe they'll make him the Solheim Cup captain. He hasn't been a vice captain yet. Solheim Usually, Cup, he might be good there. Solheim, yeah. I mean, you, normally you know someone's going to be a captain because they're vice captain. Like, we know now that Jack, Zach Johnson is going to be a captain. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be a captain. Phil's going to be a captain. I think the interesting one is Kuchar. Because just like Stricker, he never won a major. Yeah. Now he won a TPC, he won a Players' Championship. Yeah. Uh, and everybody loves him. I mean, I, yeah, I agree. Everyone he's been on a lot of teams. And I everybody, think Justin Leonard should be a captain for Kuchar. I think he should be too, but he hasn't been a vice captain. I think he's going to get passed by. But let's say, let's say, we're going to talk about that in two weeks. Hey, everybody, everybody, I uh, hope you enjoyed the Ryder Cup. Again, you can you can contact us on Twitter or Instagram. We sent, we uh, uploaded a bunch of pictures over the course of the week. USA. <laughs> Ole, 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 ole. USA. Ole. Ole. USA. All right. All right, everyone. Everybody, everybody have a good week. Everyone.